Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of At Betches. I'm Dana Samuel the community manager, and I run the You Up and When's Happy Hour Instagram accounts, and I write our For Your Quarantainment, For Your Quarantainment and Bachelor Breakdown newsletters. And I'm here with... Mike Coscarelli, the manager of, podca- pe- manager of podcast production, and as many of you know me as the king of podcasts here at Betches Media. And we also have... <laughs> I'm Barry Rosenfeld. I'm the e-commerce manager and uh, also the host of the Mention It All podcast, which is all things Bravo. Did we all stumble out of the gate this week? Did I? Yeah, I don't think you I got, did. You, skipped, you did. said like podcast. Podcast. That's a <laughs> yeah. word, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're off to a great start. Guys, uh, we're new at this. Listen, we've never recorded podcast. <laughs> Uh, listen, folks, we got a great show for you this week. Uh, very exciting stuff. Give you a glimpse of what's going on. We have Cardi B and Megan The Stallion dropping WAP. Uh, is it the first hit of the summer? We'll discuss that. Uh, a Georgia girl is suspended from school for a viral social distancing video. Uh, and do you have quarantine envy? We're going to find out if we do. Uh, but first, Dana, can you tell us what's going on at Betches? Of course, you've all heard me talk about these things before, but our Good Influence Fund is still active. If you'd like to contribute to four great organizations, Campaign Zero, the ACLU, NAACP, and the Bail Project, you can go to betches.co slash donate and make your contribution there. And also, if you are a Bachelor fan, if you're a Bachelor hater, if you have nothing better to do than watch The Bachelor on Monday nights, or if you're in a serious love-hate relationship with the show like I am, be sure to subscribe to our Bachelor Breakdown newsletter every Tuesday. You'll get the episode recaps, dramatic events, cringeworthy events, TikToks, memes, everything that you can think of about The Bachelor. Go to betches.co slash bachelor breakdown to subscribe to that. Again, it goes out every Tuesday and I write it, so I think it's pretty great. Dana, you have gotten so damn good at plugging that thing it is yeah. my my baby you know the mouth I gotta fall. hype it up 100 <laughs> percent uh all right well we got an exciting show i we i suppose we should just begin with uh really the only thing that was just took over the internet this weekend cardi b and megan the stallion dropping wap obviously it's an acronym stands for something else uh, it's a little more vulgar yeah, mike what is that what does the song <laughs> you want me for? to say it <laughs> Barry, I know. If you listen to mention it all, you've said it a couple times. You hate the word. Thank you. Thank you for calling that out. I really do. But you know what makes me hate it even more? What? Listening to a certain male on the internet read the song out loud. Which one? We'll get to that. We will get to that. We're going to get to that. We will get to that, but Cardi B and yeah, Megan Thee Stallion came out with a single of the summer. And did you guys watch the music video? Yes. yes. Bits and pieces. You- yeah. Bits and pieces. 
Listen, These things man, are works of art. I, I haven't been... Yeah, they are. There's no doubt about that. I've been listening to the song on repeat, though. I just haven't really <laughs> had a need to like check out the video like, like our, that. He's our resident Cardi B stan. You have no fucking idea. I love Cardi. <laughs> She's one of my favorite people ever. Like the, the minute I found out who she was and like what she like did and started hearing her music, I was all fucking in. Like I love her so much. She's she is she's honestly she is like probably a top three artist for me right now. I think she's a legit, outstanding rapper. Uh, she makes just hit after hit after hit. Um, Cardi I, B, I if you are Cardi listening B. to this, Mike, <laughs> I, lo- I love you. Fan, you are one. Of, I, I'm serious. Carelli. She's the realest person on the planet, and I and I I love people like that. I love people who just c- constantly keep it real, and and that's like you know that's yeah. the bottom line. And this this song specifically is just it goes in line with everything that she's done and i think it's like it's a it's an evolution in a way like this is this song because like her first album was huge but this song i feel like is just a perfect example of of like the full cardi b experience you know it's like dirty you really want to dance to it like like you're listening to the lyrics it's funny like like every it's just so it's a 10 out of 10 for me it's it's like and (laughs) Like I said, I think it's, I really do think it's the first hit of the summer. We haven't had, usually summertime, you get like, like a lot of big pop songs. Drake usually drops some sort of album in the summer. You know what I mean? You get, and he did drop uh, music this summer too. But this is the first song that I've heard where there has been a controversy around it since it's come out this year, unless I'm mistaken. I can't think of something else. But on top of that, it's a song that like it came out. Everybody was all over it. Like we had the Taylor Swift album, but that surprise album is so Watch different. What you than, say about that? Watch I'm not saying say. anything bad. That's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying that I I don't think that we've had like one song that's come out that has been like a smash where everybody is all of a sudden it like eats up social media immediately. People have opinions about it immediately. Um, and and unless you guys can think of something else, well. Okay, so we know how you feel about this song. Um, Dana, did you have any overall thoughts about it? I personally, let me answer my own question first. Um, (laughs) I don't like watching songs and music videos at the same time. Does that make sense? I like listening to the song and then watching the music video because this is a really weird thing, but I actually, it's not actually weird at all, but I think they've just drifted. I love music videos. I love watching them. Like, I think they're awesome. I think they're really underrated. Um, and so much time and effort goes into them. I thought this one was pretty cool. A lot of it was green screen, which is fine. I mean, animals weren't harmed in the making of this music video, (laughs) but I thought like the detail of it was really cool. Um, the song is not something I will like sing in front of my parents probably, but yeah. But other than that, like (laughs) find me, find me like bop into it. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't listened to it that many times, especially comparative to my podcast King, but I, it's something, it's like an earworm. I, even the handful of times that I've listened to it, you know, I can't help if I scroll past a video or something or someone drives past my house playing it or something, I'm snapping along, I'm bopping along with it. It is stuck in your head. If you hear it, it's so catchy. And I'm sort of the same with you, Barry, about the music video and song. There are some songs that when I listen to it, I have to watch the music video with it because I love the music video. So it was sort of a 
secondary experience listening to it again with the music video, which I thought was so like over the top with the graphics and everything that was going on. And part of it felt like you were in a fun house, but it was so like on brand for Cardi B. And I thought it was, I thought it was great for what it was. And then she released those behind the scene clips and the one of Normani, especially as like, okay, uh, yeah. Oh, now I'm hooked. (laughs) You hooked me with this video. So Um, obviously there's been a lot of, there were a lot of celebrity cameos in it. One being Kylie Jenner. Mike, I know, mentioned that there's been some controversy. Most of it is surrounding her appearance in the video. So what are your your thoughts about that? Well, the I I wouldn't have really thought anything of it. Like when I started seeing things were circulating uh, on Twitter and and the Internet uh, generally about people being upset that Kylie was in it. My first thought was that people were just sick of Kylie. Um, which may be part of this as well, but seeing that it had to do with, um, you know, the community at large feeling as if it was an opportunity for some, a person of a, a woman of color to sort of be front and center uh, in the video uh, in place of Kylie. Uh, you know, I don't know that I can, I, I can't really say much about that. Uh, there's not, you know, I can't sit here and dispute that. It's a fair point. Uh, Cardi, from everything I've read, her reasoning for having Kylie in the video was that they're just friends. You know, their families are tight and uh, I, Offset and Travis Scott are, are tight and they just have a relationship. Um, so I also understand that aspect of it as well. But I mean, uh, you have this video where you have Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion who are, who are at this point two of the bigger female rappers in the game. Obviously both... Uh, females of color cardi had also mentioned that most of the the rest of the the artists that are in the video uh are just you know women of color that she likes thinks that makes great music whatever i think that she was just thinking i'm gonna put people that i like in this music video um and i don't think that she thought too much about it necessarily but i can understand the criticism especially because it, it kylie is so hateable at this point like <laughs> like I if feel- you're you know like I liked Cardi B's response to the backlash though. Like she did say that people are kind of looking into this too deeply and that not everything is about race, which for her, I kind of thought that was interesting for her to say because this was about the music and the music video. And I feel like she did single-handedly choose people to be in it. And she did call out Normani, who is one of the most talented people, if you watch the video again, you can even see, she was dancing. She said, why would I give Normani the role of opening a door? Like Kylie didn't do anything. She just opened a door. There doesn't take much talent to do that. So by, and I agree, like, like, so Cardi B is like, what are, what is everyone like talking about? Like I, people who are talented and I wanted to give them the platform, which she did, they're in her freaking music video. She let them do what they're good at. So Kylie looks good and she opened the door (laughs) and she looked good doing it. So, you know, like you, every, not everyone can win in any of their decisions, but I feel like, I don't know. She, yeah, I, I don't think she was thinking about that. I think she was just thinking of like, her and Megan Thee Stallion's time to shine for the summer. And then she was like, oh, God, here we go. What do you not, think, everyone can, not everyone can open a door, okay? And <laughs> Kylie Jenner showed us how to do that. Um, I think 
Honestly, I didn't even think of it that deep until I started reading different outlets covering it and covering people's people's responses to it. And I think it's completely valid, like you said, if you are looking at it to that extent, all the other women that were featured in it were, first of all, musical artists. I'm, I'm pretty positive everyone else is a musical artist that was in it. And not only that, but also, uh, am I wrong? with that no it's because ruby, think... ruby rose was in it but like why because she's hot like she's hot not the i don't think it's the ruby rose you're thinking of yeah I there's think it's two a ruby, ruby roses rose. yeah that, the, the ruby that rose you're it. thinking of is so like 2017 i know wait who i apologize who is ruby rose she's one of the one one of okay, the keep going dina she's one of the women that was in it who was like an up-and-coming artist that cardi featured i want to say two or three lesser known artists women of color as mike said and ruby rose is the name oh my god i'm so excited to like see who this person is and like (laughs) learn about her (laughs) so i think it in that respect the fact that she had you know featured all those other artists of color and then it's like oh yeah and here's kylie jenner it's like uh yeah why but yeah then looking at it on the flip side of her okay i was just putting in people that i like she even said that as her justification for the lesser known artists that weren't in she said i just like their music and i Mm -hmm. think that they're great and i think that they're gonna blow up so i wanted to involve them in you know this this uh, creative process that i was putting out but which was awesome on her part mike sent us an article where people were basically which first of all referred to Kylie as the non-billionaire, which made me absolutely (laughs) crack up. I thought that was hysterical. But um, it also pointed to the fact of how some people are seeing that as sort of a representation of the fact that Black women using Normani, again, as an example of her, you know, dancing her ass off literally and putting in all this work and showing off her skills in her part of the cameo and then Kylie's just walking down a hallway in like a leotard and opening a door and it's like okay that's a representation of white women doing the very least to get the same opportunity that a black woman is you know putting in all this work for so yeah honestly I think it's I personally I wasn't you know super offended I'm just like a I'm completely indifferent towards Kylie Jenner. She's doing what she's going to do. I could not care less, mm-hmm. to be honest. And right. so, personally, I didn't I didn't take offense to it on the race front. I'm also black. If anyone is listening to this, like, well, what, you know, what, why is she saying all this? So, <laughs> but, you know, every, with all things, race or otherwise, everyone is going to have their opinion on it and yeah. i think this is just an example of that and i i have to commend cardi for how she's you know she's she's being really relaxed and how she's responding and i think that's totally valid 100 percent. Yeah. listen we all know that scratchy pjs can make a cranky kid i want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning and that's why i snuggle them up in little sleepies little sleepies makes award-winning bamboo pjs that moms rave about I am said mom. I am obsessed with little sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son Lucas. It's so adorable. 
and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. My praise for Cardi B goes through the roof. And I think Cardi is fully authentic. And that's why it's fun. It's funny to me when somebody like Ben Shapiro, because we have to talk that's about That's who this. I'm talking yeah. about. I was going to bring it move. up. <laughs> ben Shapiro, who if you are not familiar with, has this like, uh, he's a conservative pundit uh, with a radio show and like uh, oh Mike just whatever. tell them he's a certified internet dweeb he is he's a, he's <laughs> a fucking dweeb there's no question total <laughs> Melvin um, Ben Shapiro guys just go to your Twitter and just like type in Ben Shapiro because you'll see a thousand videos of him breaking down WAP it'll, it'll pop up <laughs> uh, and uh, he's doing it in such a way like he looks like he has like a bad taste in his mouth like he like smelled something that's like gross or whatever and he's trying Come to on, break Mike this why'd down. you have to like correlate that with what we're talking about I didn't about? Well, first off that was I not did. what I was doing at all I did. your head is in the fucking gutter <laughs> Um, but Ben Shapiro goes went on this like conservative tirade about how this is like this is bad for feminism and how this is you know all this bullshit about why it's bad that uh, guys I'm going to use the word that women wrote a song and used the word pussy in it uh, and basically you know the whole point of the song Cardi B and Megan The Stallion are are um, um, taking control of their sexuality uh, it's kind of the you know the main point of the song and uh conservative ben shapiro has an issue with it and everybody is laughing at him which they should uh do you think it's as funny as i do that uh conservative men like ben shapiro have such a, a fucking issue with this and to me have absolutely zero leg to stand on Seeing i don't know that was my takeaway it makes me want to have sex less <laughs> which is so not like the what anybody needs during quarantine but like First of all, does he have a P word? No, he doesn't. So who <laughs> in the world are word. you to to make that decision? Like, but it, I'm sorry. I do love rap. I love listening to rap. But as playing devil's advocate here, so men are allowed to rap about their dicks, but women can't rap around their P words. Barry won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Nani is the word you're looking for. I know for. Panini. Pussy, <laughs> <laughs> pussy. But like, I you know it's... what? It's different when you say the word pussy in a song as opposed to just like in conversation. Like, hey, pussy. You know. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> yeah. I think Mike, are you frozen or just don't have anything to say? <laughs> oh, I'm frozen, all right. <laughs> yeah, you, Stone cold frozen. I'm gonna let you guys oh, do the, finish this conversation out. I think I it's think, comical. Like I can't. 
Yeah, I also, I think it's hysterical whenever any conservative, specifically old conservative white men, are offended by something, especially that, like, a a Gen Zer or someone, you know, who is so out there with everything, especially their sexuality, like Cardi B is. I think it's hysterical whenever they get offended. I'm like, oh, no, did you just find out that girls have a P word? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I can't. Oh, my God. Did you not know how babies come, like, where babies come from and how it happens? And guess what? He listened to the song. He watched the music video. Was that in his job description? No, he voluntarily did that. Well, he, he did need- that. He did that too. I mean, he went in there with a predisposed notion, like he was going to try to like, like you know, uh, shit apart. all over. Cardi I know, B. but like backfire. Like <laughs> no, no, no. And now like he just looks like a jackass. You know, you know what yeah. though? Jokes on us if this guy gets like blown up on the internet and like gets dates like out of all of this he's married barry he's married there's no oh okay (laughs) never mind so was that he was saying that his wife who's a some sort of physician uh said that having a a wet vagina is like a medical condition and an issue which is just (laughs) hilarious again he is just clueless clueless okay (laughs) so what i was gonna say is that maybe i didn't know he's married so that's okay i can say the same thing about with him and his wife maybe they're going to look at this as like foreplay kind of and like get into it. But by the looks of it, that is not my, it is strictly a conspiracy theory and it's not happening. I have to assume that his wife's is dry and they're just mad about it. And that's all I'll say about that. His wife's panini has no name. Dried up. Okay. Yeah, I think that might be the perfect time to jump out of this conversation. Yeah, we are are transitioning. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. So, um, a Georgia student, I'm getting a potential spam phone call. I will end it. A I'll Georgia take it here, Barry. student. Okay. You answer oh, your spam phone, phone call? call. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not Go answering ahead. it. A Georgia student <laughs> was suspended for a viral video. Uh, we're talking about 15-year-old Hannah Waters. This is in North Paulding High School located just outside of Atlanta. Uh, she has since been suspended for five days for essentially outing the dire straits the school is already in after reopening on Monday. And if you haven't heard this story yet or seen any of the, any of the pictures, again, you just just Google uh, Georgia teen suspended for video, whatever. These pictures are crazy. They're packed hallways. 
uh, in the middle of the, the high school. Um, lots of issues. Nobody's wearing masks. And mind you, these kids had to opt in because they were given a deadline to sign up for online learning. Uh, that filled up quickly because there was a, a limited amount of uh, people that were allowed to do that. That filled up quickly. And now if you miss the registration for that and you're, you go to this high school, you have to go to school. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get expelled. That's the policy from the school. Oof. Yeah. Uh, that's I according like, to Buzz. Expel me, bitch. I'm dropping out. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> the policies that the school said that she broke uh, stated that she used her phone in the hallway without permission, uh, used the phone for social media, and posted pictures of minors without consent. So those were the reasons why she got suspended for, for this uh, mishap, whatever you want to call it. Um, a secondary student was also suspended for posting pictures from the school, but it was unclear which photos they took, uh, according to BuzzFeed, obviously. Uh, they noted that several players on the high school's football team have already tested positive for COVID-19. So you have this issue now where everybody is packed into the hallways. Uh, the school is trying to stop people from putting the information out there and putting the visuals out there. Uh, and you have people in the school who have tested positive for COVID. So... Uh, let's just start broadly. Ladies, what are your overall thoughts on this? That the state deflecting from the situation at hand. would not have been able to identify the minors if they had on a mask. So, Also true. That's <laughs> well, a great point. <laughs> my stance is just very strong in general that the mask is not a a rights thing. Like, no one's taking that away from you. It's a health thing as we've proven the data is there when you wear a mask there's less cases so just like the when you wear a mask i can't even just put this into words it's just so like bad i just get like secondhand embarrassment like it's embarrassing it. I'm, yeah. like, I'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed like by people's behavior i don't give a fuck about talking about it it is embarrassing maybe not for these kids because the kids might not even know but it's the parents that are maybe not enforcing the mask thing. Um, I don't care if these people are uncomfortable wearing a mask. I have family members who have to wear a mask. Like I don't really give a fuck what people think about how they feel. Um, it's crazy because we, it comes from the home. So just teach them. If not, this school should have them there to give out to the kids and the, it should be a, a law in the school. So, okay, you don't have to wear it. These kids don't want to wear it because by any means, by the way, the parents might also be making them wear it and the kids can take it off. I don't know that. But the school should enforce them wearing a mask. And that's the problem. And it's clearly they're not doing it. And that's why they're so no, no photos, no videos. Don't tell anyone anything. Exactly. Mom's the word because they're not enforcing it because from for a long time now georgia is one of the states that's so you know lax with everything about covid mm -hmm. and the numbers keep going up and i'm like you, there was Hello. obviously some yeah. correlation here like wake the fuck up what are you doing right well, it's funny because they the they they're suspending the student for using her phone but the student wasn't posting a racy picture she wasn't doing anything with like illegal substance she was posting a picture of schools in a packed hallway which means they really were avoiding what the picture was really about that's why the kid was suspended and she absolutely should not have been like are you kidding Ugh. 
Yeah, it's a big issue. First off, nobody on the planet gets off more on uh, uh, putting kids, just throwing the book at children than, than high school principals. Uh, Seriously. I wore a hat into high school once and there was a no hats policy. My high school principal literally took it off my head and I never saw it again. Uh, Are you kidding? Where to God. Now, that is a small scale offense compared to what is going on here. I think it is, I mean, Listen, first off, if you are the high school, you need to do some sort of – you have a PR nightmare on your hands here because, for starters, it's bad enough that the pictures came out and you see that these kids are, are in the hallways not wearing masks and that there are kids on the football team that, that are already testing positive for COVID-19. This is, this is an absolute nightmare. And then on top of that, to make the optics worse, by suspending the kid, suspending the kid for posting it on social media. You were the ones that fucked up in the first place. You should have had some sort of restrictions, uh, uh, some sort of protocol in place to stop this thing from happening. It, it's like that. I, you know, um, that people will say like, if you're worried about like, I mean, you could say it about like, like cheating boyfriends and stuff. If you're worried about your girlfriend going through your phone, like maybe you have something in your phone, same type of thinking. Like if yeah. you have nothing to cover up, then it's not an issue. But clearly, you're covering up the fact that you have no protocols in place. There's kids that are positive with COVID-19 running amok. uh, And you have no way to keep anybody safe. And the other option is, if you're one of these kids, if you miss this sign-up, you have to go to school or you get expelled. So we're putting people in this position now where you're choosing these, these things that are mandated because uh, you have to go to school. When I was a kid, you know, uh, my parents were of the mindset uh, that you didn't miss school or like you didn't miss work. And, and these are the type of philosophies that are going to have to change moving forward because even think about work. Like obviously we've been working from home, which has been, you know, uh, uh, I'm thankful that we obviously all still have a job and we've been able to get everything done and, and mm-hmm. that's all yeah. great. But at the same time, I mean, think about going back to work and you have people that are like, like sick. You know what I mean? Like it used to be if you had a cold, you just like went to work anyway and someone would be like, oh, are you sick? And you're like, oh yeah, it's like a little cold, whatever. Now, <laughs> if somebody was sick at work, you'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? I was like that before COVID. If someone had a, I know Dina, I could, I could probably say, speak for you too. And you're like, don't come near me. I don't care if you have a cold, like just stay away from me. But it, it's crazy because, um, I'm getting so heated that I literally lost my train of thought about COVID. I was like, <laughs> well, also I interrupt this um, podcast to tell you that Kamala Harris is the um, Joe Biden's VP. They just whoa, it, breaking but, news! Whoa, breaking Great. news! You heard it here first on Betches, at Betches Podcast. <laughs> I'm but sure Seth it. will be covering that in the days to come. Oh yeah, yeah. but um, kids in the classroom, like. Guys, what I had to say was so important and I keep it keeps coming back and I keep like losing it. So I'm gonna jump in. Yeah, but Dana, why don't you jump in? (laughs) I think as you said, if they had this policy in place of you had a certain amount of days or a deadline to apply for online classes for Zoom school, that they obviously knew that they were gonna cap that. So based off of what you were how that was gonna be capped, you knew how many in person students you had to take Mm -hmm. you know be in charge of you should have had some sort of alternating 
class switching schedule. I, I, I haven't been in high school for years, so I can't even remember yeah. what, what that's and called. And there you go. You literally just solved their problem, you know? Like, you just solved a high school's problem. But, but I by mean, you saying that, I just wait, thought of what I wanted to wait, say. Wait, let Dana finish first. Oh, I thought you were no, finished. No, that was basically it. That if you, if you had at least alternating pastimes where people were out at their lockers, X amount of people were in there, and then you get to your classroom, okay, the next wave of people come, then at least you would have not sort they look like sardines in the hallway at yeah. least you wouldn't have that many people in that confined space at one time you go barry <laughs> <laughs> um i wanted to say how unless i just didn't read it like where why there was a cap because college is now having virtual classes so i don't so from um, what i my, my mom is a teacher in new jersey and from what yeah. i've been hearing this is going to be the the like the play moving forward. I don't know about everywhere, but I know in New Jersey, the part of the plan, or at least it's been discussed that part of the plan is that some of these kids are going to go back and some of these kids will do remote learning, but there's not enough remote learning spots. I don't know how they've figured that out. How, put that plan. I don't know. I just, I don't know if they're just afraid that kids are going to like not pay attention. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that part of the issue here is that this whole thing is I mean, clearly that we're in uncharted territory. I mean, this is the first run of this. These are the first, the South goes back to school before everybody else, as far as I know, because kids are back in school in August and the Northeast, you know, we don't go back to school till sometime in September. So, I mean, this is the first crack at this. And I mean, clearly it doesn't seem like it's going great down there, but I mean, I think that's the scary part of this whole thing. And, and, you know, we have talked way more about quarantine stuff on this podcast than I ever imagined we would have, you know, going Seriously. into this year. But it's become, you know, one of the things that everybody's talking about because I think every week there's a new hurdle that we're jumping over. Where we're like, all right, we're trying this thing for the first time. You know, how's it going to look? How are we going to do? What do you think about it? Are you afraid? Do you think it's good? Like, you know, and then meanwhile, you have these kids that are in these school and, and may, I don't know, it's the South. There, there seems to be a different philosophy about the, the pandemic in the South. Uh, you know, and we don't have to go into that, but I don't know, maybe all of these kids don't feel like, you know, uh, threatened or, or anything like that. Maybe it's some, uh, who knows? But the one thing I can say is like, they're kind of, they're being forced to go to school. Like everything is normal. And it's not like these things we've covered in the past where, you know, last night you also saw there, uh, you know, a thousand people at a smash mouth concert, uh, where the guy from smash Shut mouth is COVID. No. <laughs> I mean, those people are choosing to go to the smash mouth concert, you know, they shouldn't be having it, but those people are making the choice. Whereas these poor kids, they have to go. They, you know, whether they feel good about it or not, they, they, they don't have a choice. So you're going to risk your life to hear all star live. Crazy to me, right? Crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. And we'll leave it at that. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you know, kids, hopefully kids don't keep getting sick and they can see that the shit is wrong that they're doing and get get things back on track but quarantine is clearly at least mildly here to stay for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. which brings us smoothly to our next point of whether or not <laughs> you whether or not we have something called quarantine envy so mike sent us an article written by nancy wartick we saw it in the new york times and it was basically a lot of studies have shown that scrolling mindlessly, passively through platforms like Facebook, Instagram, rather than actually being able to connect with your friends directly, um, can make you feel bad about yourself. So on the broader scope of that, it can be seen as, I know in the article it talked about this woman in France who lived in the city, lived in Paris, And when quarantine started, when COVID started to spike over there, she moved out to the country to, you know, have more space, presumably, and be able to function a little bit normally and not be confined to the space of a small apartment in Paris, which I know, living in New York, all of us, we definitely, definitely can understand Mm -hmm. the drive behind that. I know I've been back in the suburbs since March. So she started a little blog talking about her experience. And she got absolutely shredded for it because people were pissed that they were stuck in their Parisian apartments. And she's like, oh, quarantine in the countryside. And people were just, they were upset. And they coined the term as quarantine envy because we're all stuck inside in the same situation. But some people are clearly more well off than others. Thus, the envy aspect of it. So, yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I can tell you, I I think that this is an issue that we're just going to have moving forward, no matter what is happening because of social media. Uh, You just, you weren't in people's um, lives the way that you are now. So people are posting all of these things. And there are some people that I think play towards the, play into the influencer culture, even if they're not influencers, they still want to have this sort of picture, picture perfect um, social media brand, which I think is a bit damaging to people who, um, you know, don't put the effort in to uh, live that type of life, but see it all the time and consume it. So I think this was an issue before quarantine started. But now that we're in quarantine, you know, the first couple of months, I think really everybody was in the same boat. And most of the people that are on our level, which are, you know, have kind of just regular jobs, uh, nothing crazy, like we all have roommates, right, in New York City. Like yeah. none of us are living crazy lives. <laughs> we're living pretty normal lives. <laughs> And, um, you know, I think there was this group mentality at first that was like sort of anti-rich. Like you would see A-Rod and J-Lo in their like estate in South Florida and you'd be like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) these people haven't fucking made, even though there's like a quarantine. But I think once things have gotten now, you know, whether you agree with the fact that the country like should be opening or whatever, we kind of are. Uh, so people are doing different things in different places. If you're in New York, there there is like a lifestyle that is a little more 
close to normal than it was in April or, or March. You know, we have outdoor dining. Uh, you can be outside as long as you have a mask and you're keeping your distance. People are going to the park and stuff like that. My personal quarantine envy started happening when that stuff started going back into motion because I would be envious of people that had the courage to take the chance and like go to the park for the first time. Cause in May that was a huge deal, you know, for somebody to say like, I'm going to spend the day in central park. I'm going to just stay away from people and to take that first step and say like, okay, this is safe as long as you do this, this, and this, like it took me a while to get to that point. And I was envious of like friends that I had that were not in the city, you know, uh, in another state with a lot of land where they weren't around a lot of people. Like, yeah, you do get a little envious that they can leave their house and they're not like completely cooped up with their parents or, or whatever. But I don't know, Barry, what have you been seeing that you've been envious of? Or is there nothing? nothing? I'm, not envious. Just... <laughs> I'm not envious of anybody. Um, I, yes. Got you. I, oh, God. No, I'm not envious. Like I, I think it's, you're right. It started with influencer culture before quarantine, but now it's like, continuing and i find it very weird if people are posting pictures like in a group setting like that like if you were to be at the smash mouth concert like i am not envious <laughs> of your choice to to go there like there are people that are going away you know like as a couple or just with their family which is fine i've been with my family this entire time but i do agree that people like that woman in france people are getting mad because they don't have that I could say luxury of going to another home or another place. And that's the like sad part because it is really hard to be cooped up in one place and not being able to go out. Um, so I guess that as things are starting to open up, I feel like I hope people take the right measures and precautions and not just doing it to do it. I should say like, hmm. Not just, if you don't have to go outside, don't. If you don't have to go outside to eat, don't. Like, if you don't have to go to a group setting, don't. I'm, I'm not going, I had made a weird decision, but I'm, I am not going to a really good friend of mine baby shower next week because I don't feel comfortable sitting in a group setting. If I've been quarantining for this long, I don't feel the need to go to um, a party that like, it's not, it's just not a priority for me. So I feel like this is a good time for people to learn how to start saying no, even though on the flip side, we do need to start living our normal lives, but I'm just, cause it has affected me mentally too. I feel like we've been home for so long. I'm like, when do I go out? When do I start doing these things? But I've decided to just hang out and see people who I know are being safe and I know haven't been going all over the place. And that's just how I'm going to live my life for a little bit. So no, I'm not envious of people risking their lives. Counterpoint. I love it. I think, yeah. yeah, I think I, first of all, mental health is just a fever dream at this point for <laughs> like all of us, because whether or not it's, you know, specific things making you upset or depressed or emotional, whatever, it's hard to, to knowingly actively keep yourself from doing things that you want to do, especially when it's nice outside. And me, my birthday is on Thursday, so I oh, can't no. even do anything. Oh, so, Dana, poor thing. 24. Um, anyway, but I think that sometimes I catch myself 
feeling this quarantine envy and I have to talk myself out of it because I know that at least the people that I'm following, people that I'm friends with, some of them live in, you know, quote unquote, rich neighborhoods in Connecticut and they have pools, they have Hmm. central air. My house was built in 1902. We do not have central air. So I'm (laughs) baking every single day. So even small things like that, I find myself being like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I hate that I'm feeling jealous of that because I know you're not trying, I know you're not trying to rub it in my face that you have these things that you, it's just something that you happen to have at your house or something that like your parents decided that they wanted to build this pool. That's something that they wanted to have. So I find myself being, you know, consciously trying not to be jealous of stuff like that, or even on a larger scale with, legitimate people of influence you know celebrities or otherwise obviously i know i'm not at their caliber and obviously i know it would take years for me to get there if ever so that's something we can pretend you know what but it's ridiculous for me to be jealous of that because i know that we're not at the same social standing and in the same turn i try and look at it from a different lens of okay well there could be people who are envious of the fact that I, that I didn't get laid off at all right. during Correct. quarantine. So mm-hmm. I try my best to look at it from a positive, from a realistic standpoint. But I mean, I'm only human and I'm sure all of us, whether or not you want to admit it, Barry, have been jealous <laughs> of something. Jealous is different than envious. People. Jealous is different. Oh, like they're the envious. same thing. <laughs> it's qu- quite literally a synonym. It's the same oh. thing. Well, I've never been jealous of any. I'm not jealous of anybody. I'm I'm going to like flat out tell you that right now. Like I'm not jealous of anybody. But we were given our lives. We were given the lives we have for a reason. But I do have to say in the beginning of quarantine when everyone was doing their whole like cooking and dan- and finding like things to do, I feel like that was really nice to see. And then we hit like the middle of quarantine. We didn't know it was the middle at the middle because we didn't know we'd still be here. If that we don't sense. know that we're in we the middle. We don't know that this no, is no, the no. middle. Right now, looking back to what the middle was at this point. The middle want- as at the middle to this point, you mean. Correct. Yes. The middle yes. might not be till like 2022. Yes, we no, have no idea. I know. So <laughs> I so, want to rip my hair out. <laughs> guys, listen. So I think that people should start going back to like that and finding like new hobbies and, and stuff. I keep telling myself that, you know what? I take it back. You know if I'm fucking envious of people who can get their asses off the couch and work out because I can't. Okay. There's okay? something. There you there go. There I go. <laughs> All right. Well, just hang in there, everyone. Yeah. Hope hang you in there. didn't have a birthday in quarantine, too. Oh, uh, and everyone wish <laughs> Dana a happy 24th Listen. magical birthday. Is it 21st? 4th, 24th. Oh, yeah. 24th. My happy birthday, Dana. Oh, God. Well, my, I'm, I'm 31 in, on the 30th. Me and I Dana, know you had your golden, you had your golden birthday last year. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> we got to get out of here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, <laughs> at Betches, we'll be back next week. Uh, definitely with th- three new people. <laughs> Let <laughs> and, us know uh, if you want us back, though, because I'm um, just letting you know, Dana and I have done this before and we didn't get any complaints. So thank you. And Mike, we have too. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Mike Coscarelli. Dana, where can the people find you? 
You can find me personally at dmichelle1l4es, professionally, when's happy hour or you up. <laughs> and Barry. And you can oh. find me at Barry Rosenfeld and uh, or Shop Betches. Check Pretty cool. cool. And don't forget to listen to Mention It All. You can hear Barry Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to the Bachelor newsletter because Dana writes that and she's fantastic. Uh, and you. you just keep listening to all of the podcasts because I have a hand in those as well. <laughs> all right, guys. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Batches.